It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Hey, welcome back to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud talk radio network on iHeartRadio, the voice of freedom, the outlaw truth, where you come to hear military and intel experts. America Out Loud talk radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen to us on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa. That's AAA, where we stream 24-7, and now you too can also hear them on the podcast on the same apps. All of our shows on AmericaOutloud.com typically go to podcast one or two days after the broadcast is heard live on talk radio. You can hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure you subscribe to the show, The National Security Hour, in AmericaOutloud.com, and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for us. It's really important. And be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part, share the stories, the articles, the videos, so that we can keep and we can help, I'm sorry, secure America's future. And, you know, now more than ever, we have to do that already. So uh, let's start it off with uh, a welcome to my co-host today. It will be your host and co-host, Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike on the National Security Hour. Remember, we're five days a week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, five days a week, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for National Security Hour. A lot of good shows on the network, but you definitely want to tune at 7 p.m. Welcome, Dr. Michael Scheuer. Thank you, sir. It's always good to talk to you. It's always great talking to you, Mike. Mike, today's big memory day. Yeah. Um, 9-11. We're here. How many years later? Uh, you know, you years. were 20 years. You know, you were at the desk. You were tracking this stuff when you were with the agency. You ran the Alex station for the CIA. You're very well known, wrote many books, New York Times bestseller. You know this better than I do. All I did was watch it on TV and, you know, you were tracking things. I had no idea what was going on in the world, that part of the world anyway. Um, maybe we want to say something because, you know, when, when this happened, <clears throat> America was really, uh, they came together and it was all about we will never forget. You could drive to any state in America today. Almost every state has a license plate that says we will never forget 9-11. You'll see like in Virginia, there's the towers, 9-11. Um, there's, you know, many, many plates you see on the back of the car. But I think really, in essence, I think a lot of Americans have forgotten, except for the ones who were very close to it within working that beat. Also, as, for the ones who lost loved ones, yeah. all the loved ones that went down in the towers. What would you like to say on the anniversary, Mike, um, you know, on 9-11? Well, I, it's it's hard to... to uh to know really what to say, except I think the wisdom, wisdom comes from watching what's happened since. You know, Bush promised we were going to have a, uh, a revenge, a retaliation, and a complete destruction of the enemy. And there has been no bigger lie, except perhaps by Biden now and Obama, but no bigger lie than we had any kind of a uh, a victory over this. They attacked us here. 
uh, I think largely because there were people in the government who didn't mind that attack coming, given that I know for a fact that they had at least 10 chances to capture bin Laden using our forces, capture and detain forever bin Laden using the forces of one of our allies in the Middle East, or easily killing him with a special forces sniper. They refused to do it. They got what they uh, they uh, uh, began gambled against, I guess, that he was just a, a big-mouthed Arab who wasn't really going to do anything. And so we 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 lost on on 9/11 and we lost the war in Afghanistan and we gave the enemy 86 billion dollars worth of, of warfare material as a goodbye and we lost you know all the people that died there all of our marines and army and navy and air force people who who fought there it's um it, it's a wound that has not healed uh it, it not only has not healed but has grown wider over the years and now no one talks about it because it's a disgrace but it's a dis self-imposed disgrace on the united states uh generals who who lead their kids to war uh, uh knowing that their president doesn't want to win will never agree to win we had that in iraq we had it in uh, afghanistan uh we had it in vietnam we've had it around the world where big what are our big post 1945 military victories uh grenada and panama and uh that's the whole list and increasingly as this this thing hangs out there kind of in a nebulous way uh the the, the story around 9 11 at least to me seems to be eroding the government the official story by the media by the government by the military uh it, it to me it's been a, a a long time coming because i was resolute in uh refusing that uh you know re rejecting the idea that someone was in the know about it in this country but two videos really have caused me to stop to think and that is uh the one excuse me that shows the collapse of building seven at the world trade center it went down like an old football stadium being uh, taken down, collapsed in its footprint. It was never hit. It was pretty far away for the heat to do that, if, if it's possible for heat to do that. And yet no one paid any attention to that. And now uh, maybe it's time to do that. The other video that just came out and the stories accompanying it said that no one ever found any aircraft debris um, at the Pentagon. And also, uh, there's a, a video of the impact, moment of impact of whatever hit the Pentagon, and it sure doesn't look like an aircraft did it. So when you, you when you have all of those things out there in the air, and now we have uh, an administration that clearly does not care how many Americans die, or become hungry, or lose their jobs, or are are, are murdered by vaccines. Uh, you, you get a feeling for um, just how callous and really anti-human Democratic administrations are, and and Bush's administration. As as the time goes by, it looks ever more like the the nine eleven attack had something to do with all of what's uh, uh, come to pass since then. Uh, the nine eleven. Would you say, Mike? Mike, would you say? Uh, 
part of that would be such as the Patriot Act, the NDAA. Exactly. Um, That's yeah. exactly correct. The, Putting the, all uh, these laws into effect that would basically terrify the American people and say, well, we have to secure this country and we're going to have to do this. So this never happens again. But yeah. uh, in Whenever, essence, it was real good. No, I was just going to say that's exactly right. And and it, 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 in essence, as as you just said, we have a bigger threat now because we don't know about it. Right. Uh, we've opened the borders. And any fool in this government who says the Islamists are not here in greater strength, greater quality in terms of training, uh, more used to uh, operating in a clandestine manner, they're mad. Same could be said of Chinese special forces and paramilitaries and Russian ones and Iranian ones. Mm -hmm. What's going on at the southern border is an attempt to destroy the United States, uh, as the ADL always calls for um, uh, uh, the eradication of the white population and uh, population replacement. The UN's great word for the genocide of anybody that opposes one world government. Does uh, the ADL ever talk about the WEF at all? Does it ever talk about Bill Gates? Probably only positively. I, 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 don't, I always pay more attention about what it's supporting in terms of uh, destroying this country, harming white people and Christians, especially of both of all colors. Mm -hmm. And uh, per, per, always on the side of more war, always on the side of murdering infants, always on the side of, uh, you know, any, anything that hurts the republic, they're on the side of. And for a long time, you know, I, as you know, Colonel, I've written a blog for pretty much 15 years. And I was very careful for most of those years to not uh, single out uh, uh, Jewish people generally. Uh, but their organizations were clearly anti-American, clearly willing to destroy any American who spoke up and say, what do we get out of this relationship with the Israelis? But more wars... Uh, the expenditure of billions of dollars every year in support of a country that keeps Palestine in a gulag condition. How does that s s fit with your always weeping about uh, human rights? But I think, you know, that's a good point. Uh, you just you just juggle my brain for a second, Mike. You know, it, is this uh, American Israeli, they always say, you know, the only democracy in the Middle East and the the close relationship and the ally i've yet to see the israelis come here and say let me show you how to secure a border that was a very good point mike thanks for juggling my mind <laughs> well we probably paid we probably paid from taxpayer money to help them secure theirs but ours uh, maybe 19 times because yeah. we pay what three billion a year to egypt and three billion a year to israel right for the for them to stay friends and that's since the days of jimmy carter which goes back to 1970s yeah it's a terrible situation. It is. George Kennan said uh, in his life, only an idiot would sign an agreement uh, that it, in which the, his partner has all of the advantages and he has all of the pain. And he was describing our recognition of Israel under Truman. And I think mm -hmm. that has panned out completely accurately since the 19, late 1940s. Well, Mike, uh, I want to thank you. For coming on today and discussing. No, no, sure. You, you could do the whole, the rest of the first segment. We have a few more minutes, but I just want to thank you for refreshing the memory, not just for myself, for the for the audience on AmericaOutloud.com on the National Security Hour, because today is the day, and we're going to see this on all the major networks, the mainstream media, uh, and you're going to have all these 
losers. A lot of losers come on, you know, from the Clinton administration, Bush administration, you know, talking about, you know, how we've conquered. Today, I just want to add this and you can go. Uh, when you look at Iraq and Iran today, and you look at I- Iraq and their government shaking hands with the Iranians, which is good, which is good. It's the same neighborhood. It's like New York, New Jersey. It's like Maryland and Virginia. You know, we're neighbors. Let's be friends. Um, what we've, what did we accomplish? In my eyes, we wasted trillions of dollars and losses of lives that, and and damaged people that will never be back to normal. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, there's there's no upside for this, but there's two things yeah. I think all Americans. Um, should remember the American government consciously refused to eliminate Osama bin Laden and his top lieutenants when they had the opportunity to do so. Had they acted two years before the 2001 in 1999 at the latest in the summer, the enemy that conducted uh, 9-11 would have been dead, but they didn't do it. The other point Americans should also recall is that when they formed the 9-11 Commission to investigate who was responsible in the U.S. government, and of course, they found no one. But the intelligence community and all of its components were asked and complied uh, in, in, in the request, to the request, to provide redacted documents uh, to uh, the commission, documents that they could use for their investigation, and also, um, uh, then ultimately, uh, the commission was supposed to release those cleared for release documents to the American people. Those documents have never been released. And if Americans read at this point, after experiencing what we've experienced, especially since Biden was elected in terms of abuse of America and its people, they would know that in, in uh at the time of 9-11, the FBI, the National Security Agency, and perhaps even part of my own organization, the CIA, which, which did not support the killing of Osama bin Laden or his capture. All of these things, the rotting of our government, its animosity toward Americans and its desire to, to tyrannize them, were already underway. And if with so much on everybody's mind at the moment of of about uh, possible food shortages and high energy prices, the tyranny of Biden. But the release of those documents right now would would help to track the development of of uh, fascism in the United States government. And that, that those those documents were intended not just for the 9-11 Commission, but for all Americans to be able to read. So I'll rest my case, <laughs> I guess. It, it ushered in a, an era and a time in America where it's critical now where our own government is against the people in many ways and tyranny is rearing its ugly head. And I just want to reiterate what Mike said earlier in this segment. He spoke about the ADL, but he spoke about America too. So if you have any comments, you know how to put them up on the web and contact us. You know where to get us at twomikes.us. Put the comment right there. No matter who you are, you got something to say. Uh, coming back on the next uh, segment, we'll be speaking a little bit more on 9-11, but we'll continue on another subject. Uh, we we hope you visit our sponsors. We're coming up on a commercial break. It's a short one. And uh, this is how you stay on because alternative media doesn't have 
mainstream sponsors. Uh, even even mainstream sponsors now are on PBS. We'll see you on the other side. Be back in a minute. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Michael Scheuer and Colonel Mike. And today we're just running up back a little bit about history on 9-11. And uh, Mike said a mouthful in the last segment, and you could just go back there and rewind it if you just caught up to us. But uh, there's a lot to say and there's a lot, you know, about who did what. And there's so many, what do you call them, Mike? Conspiracy theories or reality theories? I don't know. Theories, really, I think. And I think the difference between 2001 and today is we have evidence. Uh, much more, much more. Much more. And we've heard people, it's it's not only documents, it's also we've heard the disdain uh, for people. Uh, remember Biden's speech in front of those two Marines and the, the building uh, re- uh, lighted up red like it was some kind of a, a, a Nazi rally or something like that. It, it's... It's just so apparent now, and it's too bad it's in hindsight. It's oh, in- yes, the Reichstag. Dude, when he yeah. was in that in front of that building, he had two Marines, and it was over it. Yeah, yes. that was like a Reichstag movement for Biden. And speaking of Biden, uh, he's at the G20, uh, which is held in India today. Um, I'd like you to open up on that, Mike, because I have a few thoughts about that. What do, what do you have to say? Well, I've, I've never had much but disdain for these international organizations. Nothing ever gets better. They spend more and more of their people's money, whether it's a the G20 member doesn't have a pot to pee in or if it's a mighty power like uh, we used to be. It is a, it, it's just flopping around. And I, I always think that the basic is their thing they do there is design how we divvy up what gets stolen from whatever monies we appropriate in the next year for plans that are 
uh, devised at the G20. It's a, it's a, you know, it's amazing that they, they brought into the G20 or adopted them or whatever they call it, the, the African Union. Well, that's another, another uh, entity with a pot, uh, with it both probably nothing, uh, no pot to pee in. But so who becomes the, the benefactor that keeps them sweet? And it's probably going to be the United States. Uh, it, it is, it's, uh, it's kind of a meeting of, uh, uh, Dillinger and his gang every year. How are they going to screw their citizens and how they're going to steal the money and skim off whatever appropriations are made? It, they don't bring peace to the world. It's a big it's a big talk session from which nothing comes. Certainly, it was designed to to uh, regulate the economy and the money systems and uh, make sure everything works. Clearly, they didn't they didn't approach the issue of a collapsing Western economy. In this issue, they just talked like nothing was wrong. It's it, it's an amazing exercise in in feudalness. It's like the same way we run wars, but we never want to win them. There's nothing that comes well, G twenty, the G fifty, the G man uh, mm-hmm. that that is worth a damn. It's just talk and hot air and an opportunity to spend taxpayer money for wastefulness. Well, here's something coming out of the Guardian. Um, about the G20, and you know how we like uh, Lavrov. He's a strong uh, foreign minister out there in Russia who actually has experience. And And has uh, a love for his country. Yeah, he loves his country, of course. Uh, The Russian minister says the G20 summit is a success after criticism over war blocked. Language on the invasion of Ukraine noticeably softened compared to with the statement in the last year's summit. And... uh, he said it's a success after Moscow was shielded from criticism over the Ukraine war in a joint declaration. Now, he uses the word war, not conflict, okay? And we're able to prevent the West's attempt to Ukrainize, listen to this, Ukrainianize the summit agenda, said <laughs> Sergei, La- Sergei Lavrov, as the two-day meeting drew to a close, all right? And uh, Modi, who just became part of BRICS with Russia, he held, remember, part of BRICS, hailed diplomatic triumph after members of the group, including China, reached a toughly negotiated consensus and signed a joint declaration on issues covering climate, economic cooperation, and most divisively the war in Ukraine. So to me, uh, if we had to get an accounting of this trip for Biden and everybody else, the planes, the airfare, the hotels and whatnot, it's an arm and a leg, let's put it that way, in a time of uh, bankruptcy of America. But what's most important is they didn't get to win the point they wanted to. But, Mike, you had mentioned earlier today to me about the money that they're going to allocate for something called climate. What, what was that number? $4 trillion a year going into the future. Those 20 countries are going to spend on the climate fraud. The climate fraud, $4, 4, 4, 4, $4 trillion, trillion a year. Yeah, who's going to flip that money? It's not going to be China and India. And no. you know Russia ain't party of that deal. And North Korea is not going to do it. So it's probably going to be the goofballs in the EU, Western Europe. And we want to say thank you to Western Europe for listening. We know you are. And the Americans and the American taxpayer, as we're busted flat in Baton Rouge, as the song used to say, <laughs> busted flat in that Baton Rouge, remember? Molly McGee? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where we are, busted busted flat, and uh, we're going to be coughing up more money. Uh, as yeah. it is now, we, we can't support what's coming into the country. Um, 
people in New York City are crying. They can't put the kids in schools. They don't speak English. They don't have enough money there. And uh, uh, lefty blue blue eyes, uh, Eric Adam, the uh, the mayor, screaming for more money from the feds. Well, hey, pal, it was your party to begin with. So, you know, you dance with the one who brung you, as we say, right? <laughs> You're dancing with your own people there, you know. Uh, just say welcome to Texas. And the other day I said something about, and this is for all you listeners in Texas, whatever happened with that slogan, don't mess with Texas, was that only related to bringing flags up and down or with pickups or, or SUVs or Jeeps? What was that all about? I mean, I haven't seen the testicles in Texas at that border in any time in the last two years or three years, other than the CPB who were purposely underfunded so you can get more of whatever's coming in, coming in. Continue, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think there's also uh, on that business, uh, you had a very good anecdote. You came back from a trip, uh, you said, and saw uh, some children's artwork. You should tell people what you saw. Oh, yes. Uh, I happened to come through the Dulles Gulch, which is the national airport uh, for Washington Metro. And coming through the airport, I saw a wall. But I, first, I want to tell them what I did. I went to the currency exchange. And I said, can I buy some ruples? And the lady looked at me like I had no scruples. <laughs> she, she happened to be Ethiopian. And if you know about Ethiopian women, you know how they speak so fast and, and how they look at you strangely. And I said, well, no, I want to buy ruples. She says, we don't have any ruples. I says, why is that? She says, we don't sell ruples. I said, well, isn't that a currency? She said, no, we don't have them. Okay. So I turn around. I go around the other side of the building there. And as I'm walking, I see a wall of children for Ukraine beautiful artwork and watercolors and crayons and painted little pictures like 11 by 10. And, you know, like we, we, we are with the Ukraine. This is what they're doing to children in school. Besides transgenderism, they're teaching ch children that, you know, the Ukrainian uh, war now, we could say the word war, not conflict is, uh, is very sentimental to the American children. And the little children are learning about a Ukrainian war. And I think it's very sad that the Americans have jumped into this thing, back to Ukraine, and now they're brainwashing these kids in school. And I think that was very sad. When I walked away, I said, where is this country going? Every day I wake up saying the same thing. Where is this country going, Mike? Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. And it's, it's something we've seen before. You know, the, they, they painted um, Afghanistan as a place where we could create democracy and give women their rights. And all this stuff, they could be a little a little Jeffersonian place there over in Afghanistan. And people were sympathetic. They donated to NGOs. They they championed women in Afghanistan. I'll tell you that the the basic belief is has to be that uh, making sure Afghan women can vote is not worth the life of one Marine. It's not worth one sailor, one Marine, one soldier, one anything, one, one anything. Yeah. It's not worth all the trillions we poured into that country. Uh, they've been around for 2,500 years, and they've taken them care of themselves just fine, unless they were invaded by Brits, by Americans then, by NATO, by Russians, by uh, you know Sikhs, by Alexander the Great. They always win, and they won this one because we didn't want to win. But you know that's that's just the way things happen to be going at the moment, Colonel. It's a it's a uh, a disastrous time for America, and and we should remember 
on the Ukraine at least, that that war is directly the responsibility of, not of Putin, of uh, the United States of America and NATO. What they were trying to do was to put a, a, an atomic force into Ukraine along with a, a military and NATO bases to put on the border of Russia. The only thing we should have been surprised is that it took longer than it should have for Putin to get in there and do the right thing for his country. Well, he's defending his country, and yeah. a lot of people don't like it, and they want him removed at, at any cost. But, you know, this is going to bite them in the ass like everything else, Mike. Uh, the people around them are friends of Putin or satellites of Putin. The people surrounding those countries, uh, surrounding Ukraine and and Russia are not in any great mood to jump in on the side of the Western Europeans or the EU. I just want to go back for a second here to, you know, is it what's going on with our country internally? And this is a national security issue. We have a country for old men, and it's it's time to really slap term limits on America's aging elite. And what they're doing now, so you understand where they're coming from, they put a Bushite out there, and they're saying that Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, a former governor of South Carolina who took down the state flag because it had a little bit of the battle flag, Confederate battle flag in there, uh, and embarrassed her nation, her state, um, is now calling for term limits. But also, according to all the fake news, she's the only one that can beat Biden. So I'm saying to myself, well, gee, you know, you and I looking at this, we know what the deal is, right? She's going to be the front runner. Right. And she's going to this is what mainstream wants. This is what the establishment wants. This is probably what Bush wants and Cheney wants. And then we can continue on in the war program and uh, just keep printing oh, more. Haley never saw a war she didn't like. Yeah, exactly right. Colonel. And and Trump and Trump, one of the again, we always criticize Trump when he's wrong. We like him, but we criticize him. He didn't see the writing on the wall after she was at the U.N. He should have pulled her immediately. And said, this is over your head, over your pay grade, back to South Carolina, honey. And there is Chick-fil-A stores everywhere where you could be the distribution manager. Okay, <laughs> Or at least the head fish fryer yeah. or chicken fryer. <laughs> Something. But, I mean, she was way over her head, way over her pay grade. And she's out there as if she's the only one. Could, well, that's mainstream. They're saying she's the only one because they want her. Yeah, uh, out there, and then they, you know, they could smash the uh, Republicans in the head and say, "Ha you lost again," and uh, hammer and scorecard to you, baby. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's another security issue. Now, why do we have these people so old, such as Feinstein, Biden, um, Fetterman, and and Pelosi, who's even over our head at this point? She should bow out, you know. Anybody, you know, over the age of a certain age with no uh, mental competency should just be gone. All right. Now, Trump is older. Yes. But Trump's got all his wit. And that's why they're trying to take him down. That's why they're going to get him with lawfare and make him spend all this kind of money. They're afraid you know? of his brain. You know, since, guess, since, since he entered the arena, he, he's smarter than all of them. He's a better debater. You know, I think that... Uh, Kennedy Jr., Robert Kennedy Jr. said that he was the best American debater since Lincoln. Well, uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Mike. He's a fighter. He's not going to give up. We know that. He's made many mistakes. We know that, too. We criticize him for his mistakes, for who he surrounds himself with. You know, like I always say, 
in French, it sounds much better. But when you hang out with a cripple, you become a cripple. Yeah. And he did become a cripple in a couple of uh, stages during his administration. And when you surround yourself and again, you can't talk about other people and have nepotism conversations without looking in the mirror. Yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, what we're speaking about there. And I think our audience does, too. So on the National Security Hour, we want to thank you for listening in. Uh, we got a couple of more minutes in the second segment before we go to the final. But, Mike, you could have them. Go ahead. Well, I think the, the point you made initially is very important about Lavrov and claiming victory. And I, I have to think that in the usual situation the world has experienced since, uh, since the end of the, the Second Great War, it's it's it was always simple for the Americans go to, to go to international meetings, and if the if the uh, Russians had done something wrong or the Chinese to get unanimous strong resolutions about uh, 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 damnation for the Russians, and it's very clear that even among these twenty uh, uh, gangster governments that get together every year, there is. Uh, trepidation of, of Russia for what it's done in the sense that it's winning and in the sense that it's prospering. And they, if Lavrov actually did get them to water down the the, the, contra, the criticism of Russia, I think it shows uh, at least the erosion of the American ability to boss these international conferences around, which is no exactly. surprise. Exactly. Since we sent a corpse to represent us there in in, in Delhi, uh, mm-hmm. but it, 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 Lavrov is a character to to contend with. You know, he is uh, uh, he's like Putin in some ways. He's very hard nosed, very determined, very much a nationalistic. Everything that the West hates or Western leaders hates, that's what Lavrov is, and and uh, Vladimir Putin. So it's. I think that's a thing to keep in mind. Is it, when we talk about the decline of the United States, we have virtually no one who can be counted on for for uh, okay yeah. support. Without a doubt, we got the last two minutes. I want to say this too. You notice all of these major events. Where is our uh, Secretary of State? Like he should be going toe to toe, right? Looking at Lavrov in the face and saying X Y Z, right? And Lavrov would be happy to go toe-to-toe with him but you see yeah absolutely but here's the thing mike you don't see that you have a picture of biden with modi you have a picture with biden in fact oh i'm so happy mbs was shaking hands with biden i said oh gosh now we're going to get the oil me and mike (laughs) are going to mike and i are going to be so wealthy we're going to have that monopoly money in in newport news waiting for him to to bring you up but at least there was a fist bump and a little you know handshake like, in other words, MBS looked him in the face and said, OK, pal, I'm here. What else you got to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't bring up any hoagies or whatever you're going to talk about because it ain't going to happen. We're down to the final minute. I also want to talk coming up on the other side, Mike, a little discussion about BRICS because it irks me. Uh, they have the right to do whatever they want, these countries. But if you're going to drop the dollar, I mean, why are we even going there? All these countries just said, screw you to the dollar. And now you're going there talking about four trillion in climate change. What is that definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting another result, right? It certainly proves that Biden and his administration are on the side of the globalists and not on the side of Americans. 
Absolutely. Absolutely, Mike. We're coming up to that final couple of seconds. We're going to go to commercial. And remember, you're on the National Security Hour with Colonel Mike and Dr. Mike, 7 p.m. Monday, every week. We'll see you on the other side. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. We're back. You're on the National Security Hour with Dr. Mike Shore and Colonel Mike. We're coming up to the last segment. We want to thank you for coming aboard. Listen to us on AmericaOutloud.com. Monday to Friday, 7 p.m., the National Security Hour, where you get to hear military and intel experts. And we have really great shows. Um, you want to check us out. It's Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. on AmericaOutloud.com. Dr. Mike, last segment. Let's just open up a little bit about bricks. I don't understand it. You know, there was a song years ago, Pink Floyd had it, another brick in the wall. Now we got all these bricks. I mean, they just come tumbling down on the American dollar. Now, remember, these are allies. We just spoke about the G20. These are BRICS members. They're, you know, they just dumped the dollar and they said, hey, we're going to we're going with the uh, the BRIC currency. Uh, for instance, China, Russia, India right there. You got three of them. How does that play out? I mean, how do you go there and look these people in the face that just dumped your dollar? 
and talk about another four trillion for the climate scam. Go ahead. Yeah, I, it, it's just somebody that's it, it, he's like he's self-hating because he's an American. Biden and his crew, they take, uh, you know, they take crap from so many people for reasons that are not fathomable. Although they're becoming more and more understandable as we weaken and head toward economic collapse and a military that's dressed in uh, dancing shoes, it's it's uh, it's hard to understand why someone who's abusing you becomes your best friend because there's an international gathering of some kind. I think it's ridiculous, but I, I can't explain it. Uh, a lack of common sense, a lack of of of. Uh, uh, IQ, a lack of love of country, I think is probably the best thing, the way to, to understand it. Mm. Well, you know, you, you mentioned shoes. Then I got to head another song. Let's dance, David Bowie. Put on your red shoes and dance. <laughs> well, every time I hear things, you know, that bring up, you know, it just it joggles my mind because of Radio Land. We were on Radio Land years ago and we had all these music things we used to have to get in between with the talk show. Uh, but I think if I was a BRICS member and Joe Biden shows up and they know he's a mummy, you know what I mean? Um, he probably never even mentioned anything about the dollar. You know, he didn't say anything. He didn't bring genius with him. What's, what's her name? Janet Yellen? Janet Yellen? Oh, yeah, there's another beauty. <laughs> if, you had to, if you had to do an animation of Janet Yellen, would it be Deputy Dog? Which way do they go? <laughs> uh, which one would it be? Which way do they go? It reminds me a little bit of Gene Autry's partner, uh, Pat Buttram, who's uh -huh. always ending up on the backside of the horse, you know, facing the tail. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, just a grifter of, of immense proportions and uh, sometimes a foolish person. And she's kind of the definition of a walking, talking fool. I don't know, Mike. We have such a genius government with all these geniuses around them. And you notice the only ones that really get to slam them once in a while are the progressives. Now, coming to our side of the aisle, as we say, RNC, Republican, almost every day you get your emails and you'll see all these podcasters and all these media groups talking about, and they use the word bombshell which is really fate. It's, it's played out already. Just, it's like saying groovy, you know, in 2000. Uh, I'm shells are brought by the eighth air force, not by uh, the media. media. Yeah. Right. So you have these bombshell dailies where, Hey, you know, uh, Jim Comer's got this and this guy's got that and it's revealed. And this guy, he just revealed and Comer and Comey. And, and to me, it's just a, a it's just a waste of time. You know, for years now, they've been giving this guy Comer information. And, you know, we haven't gotten to first base. We get a hearing here, a hearing there, a little bit of Matt Gates, a little bit of Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene, a little bit of this. But it's all bullshit in the end. Nothing gets done. Nobody's indicted. Trump's facing lawfare. Um, they play the game very well, as you know. But, you know, on our side, it's just like, well, you know, we just need another two documents. We need another 10 of these, another five of these. And we bring in him. And, and then they have they give testimony, which you have done over the years, Mike, as a CIA analyst at uh, the agency, where you get in front of these morons that are, you know, lifetime grifters, you know, in, whether you're in the House or the Senate. 
and you know, do 20, 30 years, you know, get vetted, get all the benefits. I think it's 10 years now you get all the benefits anyway, you're vetted. But nothing comes out of it. And it's like a hocus pocus. And and the alternative media, a lot of the inter- alternative media, they speak about it daily, like, oh, here it comes, another bombshell. But nothing's done. No. And you know what? Then it becomes, well, wait until the next election. Wait until the next election, because the next election will tell you. You know, we're going to, we definitely, once we win, and remember years ago, Mike, I used to say on the radio, once we win, we lose. Remember I used to say it all the time? <laughs> yeah. Once we win, we lose, because then they tell you, we have to go to the next election. We can't do it this time. We'll do it the next time. So it's a uniparty now, as Larry Sullen always says, and uh, it is what it is. Go ahead. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame. Uh the uh, other thing, you know, t- there's a couple of other things we should mention. I, 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 in fact, I owe you the, for both of them. Uh, but the National Archives now is going to do, start doing minority hires. Oh, yes. Um, Go ahead. To actually manage the historical record of the United States, both, I gather, both documents already under the control their control and documents that will be coming in in the future. Now, we all know the uh, the quality of minority hires and how they get hired because they are a special privileged group within the uh, legal and social system of the United States. But anyone who thinks that those people are just going to go there and do their typically poor job, those people are going to be sent there to, to destroy as much of the historical record as they can mm-hmm. to, or to make it unfindable. Uh, we just had uh, a conflagration over whether or not Biden's uh, emails disappeared or were tampered with or something like that at the archive. Now, the, the National Archive, if that can't be a, a bilateral or completely politically neutral place, there's probably no hope for any other American institution. It, it, it's the guardian of our history. It is It is the the... the organization that is meant to keep the good the bad and the ugly and the wonderful all of the documents from from you know general washington to even this idiot biden uh but you you can't have that confidence anymore it's going to become one of these um these bureaucracies that are so corrupted that they hire not on the basis of merit talent or potential but on the on on color, gender, uh, depravity quotient, and all of these other things, they're they're just they're making these institutions detestable in the eyes of Americans. And well, do you notice, Mike? Mike, just recently, the National Security, uh, I'm sorry, the National Archives were just brought up, and they became partisan. Did you notice that recently? Yeah, yeah. Well, and they're not supposed to be partisan in any way. No, they're very partisan. Um, in a, the danger is if the Republicans ever uh, get in there uh, again and th- with the presidency, they'll be just as bad. Mm-hmm. A country that doesn't have a history doesn't have a country. It's like not having a border, not having a language. Uh, all of that stuff is is a country killer. And the idea that somehow a party-controlled archives is a benefit to the scholarly community in the United States, it's just not it's just not uh, reasonable to assume that. It's the mm-hmm. death knell of uh, scholarly um, honesty. Well, remember years ago, there was a guy named Sandy 
burglar, burger, <laughs> middle name burglar, who went in there and was stuffing his pants. You know, he was with the Clinton administration and he was taking stuff out and he got busted. But what was he taking out, Mike? What was that all about at the time? I think it, if I remember correctly, it has stuff to do with 9-11. Ah, that's OK. Same day as today. History. Yeah. yeah. Which showed uh, the opportunities they did have and that Clinton turned them down time after time. That's but smart. isn't it amazing, Mike, isn't it amazing that Clinton is like the hero that he is to the American public and the American people, especially Democrats, um, where, you know, he's like, you know, like Obama. He's like a walking God. Now, with Bush, it's a whole different story. Everybody supported Bush back then. But today, you know, Bush is like, where's Waldo? You know, he doesn't even visit New Jersey, let alone Nebraska. You know, he just stays out there near Waco. And, uh, you know, he, as you notice, for a president, he doesn't go anywhere. No. He doesn't travel international. He's so well-loved and so beloved that he can't even go state to state. He used to love to vacation in Iraq, but I guess he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, you remember, they're going to hear Remember he had the megaphone, they'll hear us and you'll hear us and everybody will hear us. And those poor families of the loved ones they lost in the uh, towers, Twin Towers, you know, they had to scratch and scream and kick and try to get money for all these people who wound up with serious illnesses and cancers and died early. Um, and they and they were left to fend for themselves. That's our government. Right. And, uh, you know, they were promised all sorts of things and nothing. And Chuck Schumer, who was the senator in New York then and now. Right. Basically, you know, gave him a middle finger and like, yeah, we'll do our we'll do the best we can. Yeah. Uh, when we can, if we can, when we can. Yeah. Right now, we have to support every other country but our citizens. But like uh, every thank other you. part of the budget, you know, everything comes yeah. behind Israel. Well, Israel's just one. That's that's the main event. But how many other countries? Oh, you yeah, know, Chuck Schumer has no problem with Ukraine. Chuck Schumer has no problem with other countries. The, the billions that we spend overseas, what they call foreign aid, foreign aid, right? Like lemonade. The cool, refreshing drink, right? It's just—it's all BS, man. American gold—that's you know—we're we're just we just collect taxes from Americans who can't afford to pay them to give it to foreigners. And it's can you imagine, Mike? Right? Can you imagine if the American people, young people, woke up one day and said, "Wait a minute, we'll never see the money we're paying in now. Why do we keep paying it?" Yeah. I mean, one day they're going to wake up from a coma and say, "What's in it for us? When do we get paid?" Like, like, let's just say, you know, our generation, boomer generation, how much more would be in their security check monthly, whether disabled or not? If we didn't have all this money squandered around the world, yeah. I think it would be three times, four times more than what they're getting today. And I think the average check they said in America, Mike, was $1,800. Yeah. So security check. So and that's, you know, average. OK, people are getting more. But imagine living on a six thousand dollar a month check while you while you're taking seventeen hundred now. Be a what a life different. that would be. Yep. But would they don't think about that because you they don't think about you, but they're thinking about their check plus the insider trading, plus their benefits, their golden benefits, their parachutes, their health care, and they're getting it for thirty years. And then when they're out, what do they do? They lobby. Yeah. Another couple of million dollars here, a couple of million dollars there, and 
you know, basically we have, like I always say, Mike, American oligarchs, and that's what we have right now. Hey, we got the last five minutes. This show really flew by today. And we want to salute all of you, family members who survived, your, where you lost your loved ones, first, first, uh, first, first people in. What do you call those guys? First responders. First responders. Okay. Firemen, policemen, all of you who went in there. And I, you know, growing up in New York, those guys were great. They, they were fearless, man. They went in, lost their lives trying to save people, which is what firemen and police do. And then we have people that don't want police anymore because uh, they want social workers. Okay. And uh, we want to salute all of you families that are still around who lost the loved ones on 9-11. We remember you today on this National Security Hour on AmericaOutloud.com. Five minutes, Mike, you get the last one. Go ahead. Well, I think we should mention um, this activity of the governor of New Mexico. Oh, quickly, please. Thank you. A woman named, um, I have it here, Michelle Lujan Grisham. Lujan, Lujan, yes. Lujan, oh, Lujan, I'm sorry, I always get the J wrong, don't I? Lujan Grisham, who on Friday suspended the right to carry firearms in, in the capital of the state, Albuquerque, and its surrounding uh, area for 30 days mm-hmm. uh, because they have a spate of violence and somehow a child or a, ch- yeah, a child got shot near a minor league uh, uh, park, baseball park. Go ahead. Now, she has no, and two, two, God bless them, two sheriffs said, no, we're not going to enforce that because it's unconstitutional. Okay. It, it's it's what it's going to turn out to be, Colonel. Is it's a test case. That's what it is. That's what it is. I have here before me uh, something we speak often of, but perhaps not read it often enough. Article four, section four of the Constitution: The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republican form of government, and shall protect each of them. The first thing we should have heard after this big mouth woman uh, took all power onto herself would be something from the White House reminding her that under the Constitution, she has no capacity at all to suspend any part of the Constitution. Right. Um, in fact, there's no there's no provision for any government suspending uh, any part of the Constitution except that Lincoln took it on himself to do it. And that's probably going to be a precedent that Biden will use uh, in the future. Okay. But let me say this, Mike, New Mexico, it's a gun state like Texas, like Arizona. They picked the wrong fight at the wrong place and she's going to lose. Go ahead. we got two minutes, Mike, do it. Uh, Well, she has to lose. Uh, The second amendment remains the only protection of the rest of the, uh, Bill of Rights and the Constitution as a whole, because we have governors, generals, and, and uh, 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 presidents and senators who don't give a good damn and probably have not read the Constitution in the last. But they have years. bodyguards, but they have bodyguards. They have they suburbans. Bodyguards. They have yeah. bodyguards. They have Secret Service. Yeah. They have all the protection needed, but the people should not defend themselves. I think this is a great case. She will lose. She's going to go down in flames. It's another Luhani what they call Luhani, like uh, Kalahani, where it is in Hawaii. It's yeah. just the same story. Morons in, 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 in powerful positions. New Mexicans will not stand for it. They're, they're like Texans, Arizonans, 
They're not going to stand for it, Mike. It's not going to happen. She put a power play. Like you say, it's a test run. We got one minute, and I got to sign off. You go. I just think I want to remind Americans to keep their eye peeled for what's going on in Maui. The people in Maui were definitely killed by some combination of government and and private sector people. Uh, They just located the the school buses that were carrying children at the time, but they've they've roped them off and no one can get near them. Uh, so one would suspect that those children were are now part of the international uh, smuggling of, of young children uh, that goes around the world. So Wow, great thought, don't, great thought. Don't, Never thought don't forget those Hawaiian people. They're Americans. Right. Go ahead, Mike, go. Yeah, just to say that they're Americans. They don't vote very accurately, but I think they're going to learn a lesson uh, about who, who to vote for and who from that. And we also see plans unfolding and being talked about in public about using that uh, burned down area as a as all a right i gotta cut you off i gotta yeah, cut you off my that's friend. All, right. all right thank you for joining us on the mission the national security hours the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the united states of america and we mean that we'll see you next week monday seven o'clock eastern don't forget americaoutloud.com thank you